Welcome to day 32 of Shaped by the Word, Season 3, The Story of Prophets. I'm Paul Camp here with Matthew Kresge, David Keefe, and Cindy Camp uh, as we continue to read through uh, Micah. Uh, we've noticed, you know, kind of the, the, the patchwork, or not the, not the patchwork, uh, prophecies are kind of, you know, kind of anthologies that move, you know, seamlessly through th- themes of judgment, you know, to themes of hope. You know, pronouncements or declarations of Israel's unfaithfulness to a reminder of God's ultimate faithfulness and his ultimate you know, restoration. And we do that as we bring Micah to the close. We'll start off with a strong pronouncement of judgment, but we will end up uh, with an invitation, you know, to come into his presence. And interestingly enough, you know, the question that will finally be asked is, who is like our, who is like our Lord? which is exactly what Micah's name means, who is, is mm. like our God. So you have a, almost you know, kind of bookends where he gives his name at the beginning, and then he uses the form of his name there at the end you know, to ask us a question, to invite us back into the presence of the Lord. So it's kind of a, a nice little bookend uh, from beginning to end. Uh, we pick up in the middle of uh, chapter 6 where we left off yesterday with verse 9. Uh, as always, before we read, we uh, offer ourselves uh, to the Lord for him to work through his word in us to complete and restore us in, into his, as we talked about yesterday, his shalom, or the sense of well-being that comes from living and walking in this presence or, or walking humbly in, with, with our God. Uh, so, Matt, would you mind lifting us up in prayer before we read? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we, we come before you humbly asking for you to to draw near to us father would you edify us through your word and and speak to us Um, thank you for the message of the prophets the reminder um, that you are a god who is just a god who pursues your people a god who um, who seeks and and saves and 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 father we we desire to be people who are quick to repent quick to turn to you and and to receive your grace and so as we read um, today father would you would you use your word to build us up, uh, Father? Help us to uh, to confess our sin to you, to turn to Jesus, and and receive His grace. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Micah six nine, and, and we move you know quickly from the warmth of you know what the Lord has asked of us to uh, a pronouncement of judgment. Uh, six nine. Listen, the Lord is calling to the city. And to fear your name is wisdom. Heed the rod and the one who appointed it. Am I still uh, to forget your ill-gotten treasures, your wicked house, and the short Ephra, which is accursed? Shall I quit someone with dishonest scales, with a bag of false weights? Your rich people are violent, your inhabitants are liars, and their tongues speak deceitfully. Therefore I have begun to destroy you, to ruin you because of your sins. You will eat but not be satisfied. Your stomach will still be empty. You will store up but save nothing because what you save I will give to the sword. You will plant but not harvest. You will press olives but not use the oil. You will crush grapes but not drink the wine. You have observed the statutes of Omri and all the practices of Ahab's house. You have followed their traditions. Therefore, I will give you over to ruin and your people to derision. You will bear the scorn of the nations." What misery is mine, I am like one who gathers summer fruit at the gleaning of the vineyard. There's no cluster of grapes to eat, none of the early figs that I crave. The faithful I've swept from the land, not one upright person remains. Everyone lies in wait to shed blood. They hunt each other with nets. Both hands are skilled at doing evil. The ruler demands gifts. The judge accepts brides. The powerful dictate what they desire. They all conspire together. 
The best of them is like a briar, the most upright, worse than a thorn hedge. The day God visits you has come. The day your watchmen sound the alarm. Now is the time of your confusion. Do not trust a neighbor, put no confidence in a friend. Even the woman who lies in your embrace, guard the words of your lips. For a son dishonors his father, a daughter rises up against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies are the members of his own household. But as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Because I have sinned against him, I'll bear the Lord's wrath until he pleads my case and upholds my cause. He will bring me out into the light, and I will see his righteousness. Then my enemies will see it and will be covered with shame. She who said to me, Where is the Lord your God? My eyes will see her downfall. Even now she will be trampled underfoot like mire in the streets. The day for building your walls will come, the day for extending your boundaries. And that day people will come to you from Assyria and the cities of Egypt, from Egypt to the Euphrates, and from sea to sea, and from mountain to mountain. The earth will become desolate because of its inhabitants as a result of their deeds. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance, which lives by itself in a forest and a fertile pasture land. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead as in days long ago. As in the days when I called you out of Egypt, I will show them my wonders. And nations will see and be ashamed, deprived of all their power. They will put their hands over their mouths, and their ears will become deaf. They will lick dust like a snake, like creatures that crawl on the ground. They'll come trembling out of their dens. They will turn in fear to the Lord our God and will be afraid of you. Who is a God like you, who pardons sins and forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl our iniquities into the depth of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged on an oath to our ancestors in days long ago. And so we have Micah ending up where he has begun in a couple of ways. He, he began with an accusation of a broken covenant. And he ends with a promise of a restored covenant. Promises, you know, to Abraham uh, that are promises that, uh, you know, supersede, uh, you know, the unfaithfulness of Israel and the covenant, you know, made to Moses. This is where Paul goes back to time and time again, uh, you know, to remind us of God's faithfulness. He is fulfilling the promise that he gave to Abraham, even though the people broke the covenant that they made at Sinai, uh, you know, through Moses. And just the extent of these people's sins, and again, Mike is so creative in the way he exposes it, but to even point out in verse 16, um, you have observed the statutes of Omri and the practices, and all the practices of Ahab's house, you have followed their traditions. I mean, Omri was said, what, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and no one sinned. You know, he sinned more than anyone before him. And then just a couple chapters later in First Kings, you get Ahab is notorious. I mean, he's one of the worst kings. And, and just how much sin... You know, I mean, just the notoriety of these guys' sin, and then for Micah to say, "Oh yeah, you're falling right in their traditions." Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily, you know, that they had, you know, statutes and laws that they they purported, you know, to follow the statutes and the law of Israel, but they they broke them with impunity. And he said, "You're just like them," mm-hmm. and uh, they may be in your vision the very worst of the very worst of the very worst, but but you're following in their footsteps, and it is, you know, kind of that vision. You remember from last year's we read through. Uh, you know the story of scripture 
you know, in season two of Shaped by the Word, these were the kings that uh, even offered their children and offered to, you know, sacrifices. And uh, Ahab, of course, had the 439 prophets, you know, of Baal, mm-hmm. you know, residing in his house. And it was, it was kind of a dramatic, you know, turn from the Lord. And you see time and time again, you know, life apart from the Lord, life under judgment in 14, you will eat but not be satisfied. Your stomach will still be empty. You will store up but save nothing because what you save I will give to the sword. Your plant but not harvest. I mean, just again, this time and time again, there's this is perpetual call of Scripture that, man, you, you can pursue these things and go after these things time and time again, but you will not be satisfied. You'll still be empty. And again, going back to, you know, the peace and shalom that, you know, the Lord does want to bring and how that does finally fulfill and satisfy and give us everything we've been longing for that we've often looked in the completely wrong places for. No doubt. That he gives it and yet, and he wants to give it. Mm-hmm. And yet we still don't want it so often. Of course, in the desert land, you know, the image of water is often used. And, and the Lord, you know, saying to the woman outside of Sychar, you can come to this well again and again and again and again and again. And you'll always be thirsty. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, on the last and the great day of feast, when they were pouring out water, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus said, come to me, all you are thirsty and give mm-hmm. drink. And then it's an invitation at the end of Revelation as well. Let all who thirsty come to me. And he is the one who deeply, you know, deeply satisfies. And, and you know, I, what misery is mine? Like someone who gathers summer fruit. I go out and, you know, look for a cluster mm-hmm. of grapes, and there's just only, you know, just a few little raisin-esque-looking, you know, kind of things dangling off the vine. And, and the Lord has such deep riches you know, for those who put their hope in him. Not necessarily material prosperity, but something far more rich, far more fulfilling, far more foundational, you know, than prosperity in and of itself. And you have that word of hope. But as for me, all of this is happening around me, but as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. And, of course, that's what we are called to do as well. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. Yeah. And you have to love how, you know, Micah wraps up. When he says, who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant for his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. And, and of course, you love the part where he will cast our sins away from us. And you think that picture again of the sea of his forgetfulness. is It is his desire to want to be merciful. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is an interesting you know, statement you know, that you have. Uh, you know, in seven, you know, in seven nine, because I've sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath right. until he pleads my case mm-hmm. and upholds my cause. He will bring me out into the light, and I will see his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so, you not only have you, you not only have the accusation of the Lord against his people, mm-hmm. but you also see a reversal of that, where the Lord Himself pleads the cause of His people. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that is the picture we have in the New Testament of. Christ as our advocate, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, who will bring any any accusation against you know the Lord's people? None, because it is Christ who is justified and stands at our side mm-hmm. uh, to plead our case. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's kind of an interesting judge. You know, the very attorney that was once accusing you is now mm-hmm. turned mm-hmm. and pleaded pledge your case. Yeah. No, so many great gospel glimpses, time and time again. Um, 
compassion and delights to show mercy, treading sins underfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will be faithful. And he is the faithful one time and time again all throughout the prophets. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just close with this meditation. Uh, verse 18, chapter uh, 7. Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. Uh, you will again have compassion on us, and you will tread our sins underfoot and hurl our iniquities into the depth of the sea. Amen. Amen.